Welcome to Radio Free Topic, uh, where I remembered that I have the intro this week. I'm Donovan. <laughs> I'm Audrey. Very good uh, intro. That's what's up. Yeah. A little intro foo for you right there. <laughs> How you doing over there, partner? I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, just vibing out. I, I had a steak and an enormous salad for lunch. That's what uh, I'm talking about. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do lower carb, trying to do lower calorie situation, but I ate a significant enough amount of it that i think i negated all of the good choices in terms of food by quantity uh, yeah. i've been trying a strategy where i balance it and so if i eat a cheeseburger i just eat a fistful of raw spinach sure and if i eat some fries i eat another fistful of raw spinach <laughs> and i think that balances out to good health <laughs> you're getting a lot of iron yeah no that makes sense that's what i'm saying Who we also are excited to announce that this week we have Jeremy Kaplowitz with us from Hard Drive. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Jeremy, what's your strategy for eating healthy? <laughs> do you do the balancing strategy? Uh, I, I try to just not remember the last day. And then I don't have to. Oh. I'm like, tomorrow is my big healthy day. And then, <laughs> you know, today I could do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, but that's just forever. Hell yeah. That's a solid strategy. I like anything that involves tricking myself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's always I like very to think good. it's like more environmentally like sustainable if I am unhealthy because then I'll just like die younger. Yeah, yeah that's a good about, point like, too. Oh, you yes. gotta like don't drive a car, like ride a bike and like make sure you're like helping the earth. And it's like, oh, you're gonna live till you're like fucking ninety? Like pretty bad for the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Big carbon footprint you got going yeah, on there. Exactly. When I die at age 40, we'll talk about who's uh, putting up better numbers. I'm here for an ecological time, not a long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's and my this... bumper sticker on my 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 giant SUV. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm picking up fentanyl as a hobby because I care about the environment. <laughs> That's my technique for this. Yeah, exactly. What a line. What... Jeremy, for the folks who do not know you from hard drive or being on Ballin' Out Super, uh, we ha we've had Alex and Katie on, and I think a lot of our listeners are also BOS heads. But do you want to introduce yourself? I'm all, I've only been a guest on Ballin' Out, but I think I've been on That's it true. a few times. Unless you're thinking yeah, of yeah. Jeremy Hammond. No, oh, no, 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 no. The, the I guest have been confused for him before. <laughs> there's so like three fair. or four Jeremys on that show. Or there's Davids, yeah, yeah. too, that are confused. There's a lot of Davids. The deep Jeremy and David <laughs> lore on BOS. Um, my girlfriend was once introducing Jeremy Hammond to somebody and forgot his name. And I was like, we, my name is Jeremy. <laughs> She's um, like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, hard Drive is is like the, the onion, but it's for video games. Uh, that's the big pitch for um, hard drive. Uh, other than, of course, the Onion Gaming Network, which is literally the Onion, but for video games. But we started ours first, so we like to pretend that we inspired them. Yeah, that's totally. But you fair. came first. I, I I call that fair. That seems like a ripoff for the Onion to be like, "Oh, thanks for blazing the trail. We're gonna come yeah. in here with our stinky <laughs> vegetables." Yeah, Onion exactly. Onion is a vegetable okay. or vegetable-based yeah. satire on video yeah. game. And of course, you know, they, they blazed the trails for a few decades before us, but but now <laughs> that they've ripped us off, <laughs> that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> oh, how the onions that I now know are a vegetable have turned. But I think they're like radial symmetry, so it looks kind of the same from either side, so maybe that's oh, not yeah. a good analogy. <laughs> 
You do a podcast too, and Audrey and I were both listening apparently to the same episode where you were oh, cool. covering the Mario Bros. movie. The yes, old one. I, think, I believe that's our. We ended that podcast a little while ago, so that was our big finale. We were doing a podcast where we watched every episode of the Super Mario Bros. Super Show from like the eighties with like Captain Lou. Yeah, and people kept saying we have to watch the movie, so we finally did that as like our last hurrah. Do you think I should watch this movie? Because I very I much good. enjoyed the description. It's, it's legit I think good. It's, I think it's good. I think that like it's got a bad rap because it's like one of those like I think it's become like one of the worst movie ever kind of thing. But it's right. like fine. It's not like you know a good movie. But like I feel like now that every nerd movie is like the same Marvel thing, it's kind of fun to watch a like an old movie where it's yeah. just like fucking insane like every decision is like a ridiculous de- like they did a mario movie where it's like none of the characters have ever resembled mario at all like it's just cool not even <laughs> fucking close for no. i've looked up like some clips and stuff because i'd always kind of heard about that being a thing in, in the past and i kind of assumed it was like I don't know. They just found a dude with a mustache. They saw me walking <laughs> on the street. They're like, here you go, be in this thing. I didn't realize it was like this high budget, big actors, Danny DeVito same... turning down Mario. <laughs> I think it's the same cinematographer as Blade Runner. Actually, I believe it is. Is which that is the very funny. Blade Plumber? Is that like where that idea <laughs> comes from? Uh, I don't remember. I think that was just some dumb mashing words together. <laughs> <laughs> we did write we ran out of mario episodes we didn't know what to do so we just started writing our own that was our big uh, move which was harder than watching them yeah, yeah. but then got the big come up when you got the contract for the new mario movies yeah. what i so, understand yeah yeah so we're gonna play to- mario and luigi i'm pretty sure uh, <laughs> i haven't heard if there's gonna be news about that yet but i'm very excited about it hell yeah <laughs> Do we, do we want to retread uh, the 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 ground of the crisp rat uh, <laughs> uh, casting for Mario? Do we want to shit on that again? Yeah, this is a relationship advice podcast, Jeremy. <laughs> and so someone apparently had a strong relationship with the the cast of this potential Anna Mario series because they wanted us to talk about our thoughts on it. And oh, my right. takeaway was that I should have been Mario because I have a mustache and. Chris Pratt does not have a mustache. He doesn't. Checkmate on that one, you fuck. That's yeah, true. no, I think that checks out. I mean, they tried what they... Was it uh, Superman? He had a mustache and they tried to remove it. I imagine it's even That's harder right. to yeah. CGI yeah. a mustache onto Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> I just like like a perfect N64 rendered yeah. mustache just floating <laughs> over his face. <laughs> I yeah. want that very badly. Yeah. <laughs> I've had Mario on the mind all day, hence why all this stuff is is coming back up. Uh, More in the spirit of this program, and and this is just a neat little segue from Mario into relationships. Um, Much like Mario's relationship with Peach was strained, because she kept being in castles, and he had to go get her. They didn't even have time for, like, a date night. Uh, Jeremy, do you have any embarrassing dating or relationship stories Perhaps like that one. I tried to, when you said that, when you brought that up, I was trying to think. It's weird because I, I've i been in the same relationship since I was uh, like 17, with my Damn. high school girlfriend. So I've ne- So it's like one of those weird situations where any embarrassing, any real story I have about dating or sex is like 
everyone knows that it's about my current girlfriend. Right. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> like everyone, like people love to like, you know, tell stories like, oh, I was having sex with this. I had this crazy sex story. But I, if I do it, people can just look over at my girlfriend and be like, that was you. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> so it's always, um, it's always awkward. But um, I'm tr- I think I was trying to think of what my worst one is. Uh, embarrassing for me, not embarrassing for her. So at least that makes me feel better about it. Usually yes. a good move. Um, I don't think I've ever told this story on anything, but my losing my virginity story was that we were in high school and I told my parents that I had track practice that I didn't have so that I could drive to her house in like February break of senior year of high school. And um, it was like a whole plan. So I lost my virginity in track outfit. Which is like oh, very you. weird. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst oh, part great. about it, I'm 27, so this would have been how many years ago? I was 17, so 10 years ago, 2011. And we, she put on just like iPod on shuffle, and I remember very distinctly losing my virginity to the most 2011 song in the world, which is uh, "Chitty Bang," his like remix of "Kids." <laughs> And at the beginning of that song, I think he says like "Chitty Bang" and is pretty much amazing. And I think inside my girlfriend for the first time, we both said it at the same time, <laughs> which is the most embarrassing thing. It hurts to even admit it. Oh, that's incredible! Oh, it's so bad. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's perfection. Yeah. <laughs> I love that very much. <laughs> Especially if you're both in on quoting, I feel like that's a bonding moment. I feel like that makes it even better, almost. Yeah, I almost wanted to lie and say it was just me, but we did both do it. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like she's not a comedian. She's just like a person in the world. So now yeah. like, anything I say about it is just out there. It's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, yeah. we, had, we had Jesse Ferrar on, and he had the most masterful pivot. He just goes like, "I've been in a relationship with the same person since I've been in high school," and then he just goes on this like extemporaneous talk about how he himself is embarrassing at all times now. And I was like, "Wow! Like you fucking food our question. You did, you did podcast Aikido on us. Wow! What an expert. That guy's a pro." And it is always interesting because we, we have had a few wife guys on here and a uh, variety of stories. We did have Vic Berger telling us that on a first date with his wife, he yeah. shit himself while they were on a walk. <laughs> oh, so no. that was pretty In good. Zoo, which I declared was the best place to shit yourself because you could blame the smell on the animals, of course. That's true. The animals following you around. <laughs> Listen, man. He, the elephant, he just keeps hiding behind the light post when you look backwards, but he's dropping big fat pies right on my heels. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. That's, that's good times, though, because it's like, I don't know, in those cases, uh, maybe it's tough to come up with a story or whatever, but also it sounds like you've been in a happy, functioning relationship for 10 years. And that that's what this show should be about. That's somebody <laughs> yeah. we should have on who knows how to sure. have a good thing. I've never like dated anyone before, but I, it's been the same thing for a while. It's just uh, where the Simpsons, it just keeps going. <laughs> That's not a nice thing to say. I should. It's the good seasons of the Simpsons. <laughs> did you do, did you like hand her the note that says like, do you want to be my girlfriend? With a little box that says yes. And a little box that says no. No, no. What, would, what was it? She, we met through a mutual friend and she 
I guess for some reason started texting me uh, pirate pickup lines. This is like this is so fucking high school to even think about. So we're good. literally just children. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a bit in my stand up, and I hate to just repeat my own stand up, but it's like people are often ask me for dating advice, and all of my dating advice is like how to hook up with a sixteen year old. Like that's all I know. <laughs> so I, it's like, oh, you got to answer the pirate pickup lines with your own pirate pickup lines. That's, that, I'm sure that works for adults. <laughs> if you're having um, trouble, if you wear an eye patch kind of fucks with your depth perception on the screen and it really allows you to get into the pirate zone <laughs> yeah that's yeah. what we always used to say as teens that's what you're looking for when you're trying to date is to be in the pirate zone it's yeah true. you gotta you gotta what? be in the pirate zone there's a lot of like mast raising mast mm, puns yeah. in that booty <laughs> was said a few <laughs> times of course of course um, you know me and my I was gonna say we didn't go to the same high school, so we had to. It was a long distance, uh, you know, close distance. Like yeah, Barbary pirates. um, Fuck, I'm trying to think of two pirate groups that were in separate geographical places. (laughs) I just don't have that pool. I got to brush up on my pirate history. That was it wasn't that far, but it was like parents had to drive us the first few times we hung out far. You sure. were on different ships. Yeah. You were swashbuckling yeah. on different ships, but part of the same fleet, I feel. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she was on an all-girl Catholic pirate ship. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wear the plaid peg leg. You're not allowed yeah. to just wear a regular one. Everybody has to wear the plaid peg leg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to Catholic school. I'm all familiar with the fucking plaid. I'm wearing plaid right now. Jesus yeah. Plaid pill. Fucked up. <laughs> plaid pilled indeed uh well hey how about we plaid pill these fucking listeners by helping them with their questions okay i'd love that and to do that we have to uh yar grab hold of the mizzen mast and swing into the question chest asking all them questions asking all them questions why are you asking all them questions making statements uh who asking all them questions Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Yes, it's the question. What did I call it? Chest. Chest. You call it a question chest. Everyone's, every swashbuckler's favorite segment, uh, where you, the listener, can send your question in to us and we will answer it. And if you'd like to do that, write it down on a note and strap it to your best parent's <laughs> leg and send them on over my way. Or alternatively, you can go to our social media, Twitter at RFTB pod, Instagram at radio free tote bag. Click that little link. Come on into the box. It's anonymous. You don't even have to make an account. we get all kinds of questions. And this week, let's, uh, let's start with this one. Team Audrey thirst submission here. I ain't no cake guy, but I want a slice of that cake. Yum. It's coconut cream flavored cake. <laughs> my ass is coconut cream flavored, apparently. <laughs> Buttercream icing. Buttercream icing, coconut cream cake? Yep, it's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a very wet cake. <laughs> well, thank no. you for... This Thursday post on uh, Audrey's wet cake. We appreciate it. <laughs> wet ass cake. No. Wet ass cake indeed. Okay. Bye. What else we have in here? Hey, friends. Love Hi. the podcast. 
Love the podcast, Donovan, Audrey, and guests. Yeah, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a new listener, and this podcast is my new favorite. Love that. Love to hear that. Um, I love to ask questions. I be asking all them questions. (laughs) So here goes one. A few years ago, I was in a relationship that was both sexually and emotionally abusive. I went to the police about it recently, and they basically told me to go fuck myself. Uh, it took le- such a turn so fast. <laughs> yeah. it, was so, Lo- it was so cheery at first. <laughs> yeah. Love the criminal justice system. Because no actions were taken against my abuser, I feel like the abuse was unresolved. How do I move on and forget about it? Or do I seek revenge? Please help. Thanks. I don't think I can endorse revenge. It's a bad cycle to get yourself involved in. Yeah. Definitely understandable in this situation, especially like on top of dealing, you know, with abuse, then having to navigate a garbage system that doesn't fucking care about you and all the stress that that entails to have no justice come of it. Understandable to want to like maybe suit up Batman style and chop this fucker's (laughs) noggin off. I guess Batman doesn't really slice people's heads off. He doesn't kill. You would be justified. Batman does fight a lot of his exes that he has (laughs) fucked a lot of Batman villains. So that's true. (laughs) <laughs> this is true so it would be canonical uh to suit up and seek that revenge but i, I i'm with audrey there i feel like so th- this kind of situation i'd also wonder like if they're still around like if you're in the same town or something and you still have to encounter this asshole maybe communicating it to your friends and getting a support system going and like shun this motherfucker in some capacity uh but if it's something where like you're off in another city or something I don't know. I'm kind of split because on one hand, you want to see some kind of justice be enacted. But on the other hand, like you've already dealt with all this. I also feel like it, it, it kind of be better not to have it occupy in your, your mind, uh, you know, seeking vengeance like we were saying. Right. Um, it's probably best to just do your level best to move on. Um, I think that even if there had been some criminal justice served on this person, I don't think that that would heal you in the way that I that you perhaps think it would like it's not gonna you know it's not gonna undo the the bad feelings that you have and the only way to get rid of them is to work on getting rid of them and I and we say it all the time with the caveat that uh it may not be available to everybody but we wish it was therapy is going to be a big um big help in this realm just having some kind of support system uh, and ideally a therapist like that to communicate these feelings to and just get some advice and, and some assistance kind of working through that because it's it's a lot to work through alone. It's definitely easier if you have somebody on your side. We wish you the best, though, and I hope that's something you have access to because it's uh, very frustrating that that's not always the case in this shit pile of a country. Uh, but we believe in you and we support you. So for what it's worth, uh, we love you. We'll hope you're doing well. And uh, I don't know. Maybe we suit up Batman style. <laughs> hey, that's an idea. <laughs> A little podcast spinoff, except for we're street vigilantes. This is, not podcasters. The, this is not the only time that we've threatened to beat somebody up. Like, no, it's from, happened a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'll go get them to do you. it. It's true. I need to get back on the creatine, though. I've got, I'm in like yoga mode. I need to go back to meat brick mode. And so I'm going to be crushing bad guys between my thick thighs. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice That's my special finisher move when I'm in meat mode. Okay. 
That's we, enough about me. Jeremy, we front we front load the, the heavy ones towards the front so we can like ramp out of them towards the end of the podcast. Well, I think, I think that your answers were very good and I agree with them, but they're I, they're smarter than what I have to say, which was the Batman jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot about Batman don't know much about navigating the criminal justice system. <laughs> Batman knowledge is better, I'll tell you what, that's what it should be. Less complicated. That's true. All right, here's another one. Hey, tote bag buds. I feel like my life is crumbling around me because I'm about to hit 30 and I'm still not married or dating. Help. Well, if your life is crumbling, then my life is in shambles because I'm 33 and I have had nothing happening for quite some time. Uh, So much of it is about just being cool with yourself and just like, you know, not beating yourself up about shit. Like just do your just do the things you've got going on and if you want more then try to seek more if you're okay with where you are then you're okay with where you are like don't hold yourself up to other people's expectations and be like oh i have to i'm 30 i have to have it going on right some people just don't and that's okay it's it's hard like when you have the point of comparison too or like you got friends getting married or whatever friends like among relationships and you're like oh god Oh, no, I can see the grave on the horizon. I'm 29. I don't have much time left. And you get very in your head about it and stuff. But yeah, like like Audrey said, ultimately, like all that comparison stuff is kind of futile. You just end up stewing on it. It makes you feel like shit. And then it's hard to date because you feel like shit. So just do your best to kind of give yourself some slack on this. You know, everybody moves at different rates. There's not like a certain thing you have to be doing by the time you're 30. Sometimes you start late and sometimes you start when you're 17 uh, in in pirate themed texts. It's different for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I think that um, this is the one situation where you're involved with dating where you can sound not sound like a creep saying age is just a number. (laughs) (laughs) that's true though and i'm i'm coming up there on 32 and i have been out there uh dating about and no you know no serious relationship going on at this point uh but as i've said a bit you know it's been good and it's also kind of good to just like appreciate that because like granted like a long-term healthy relationship and all that that's wonderful and like that's kind of what i'm trying to aim for at some point but like also appreciate as much as dating sucks in many ways, like the good sides of kind of like meeting a new person. And I don't know, you're going out and chat with somebody new and there's a little fun mystery to that. And I think if you more focus on the positive sides rather than this other stuff we're talking about, it, it makes it a little bit easier. And I don't know, a good time in some cases. Granted, I am a cis white male. And so my experience <laughs> may not reflect your own. Yeah, your mileage may vary. <laughs> That is true, though. I think that the grass is always greener. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't trade my like relationship for anything, but I definitely feel like I missed out on a lot of that like fun dating chaos of my my twenties, and uh, it's worth taking note of it. That's no, true. exactly. I I can remember back to like being in relationships too, and being like, ah, oh, I I don't know, I miss the excitement of like going out and chatting with somebody new and dating or whatever. And then you're single again. You're like, oh, I miss the fucking yeah. mm-hmm. sitting around inside. We're going on dates and we love each other and shit. <laughs> I don't know. There's upsides to both. Just kind of take what you can from uh, the current situation. But uh, don't 
Don't give up on it. And as I always say, you listen to this podcast, so you're probably pretty fucking sick. So I think you'll be all right. (laughs) Audrey, what else we got here in this chest? What if I meet a girl and she doesn't like my pebble? It's posted by Hubie. I've got a name for this. What does it mean? I have no fucking idea. Jeremy, are you familiar with a Hubie? (laughs) I'm not. Other than Halloween. Maybe it's Adam Sandler's character from Hubie Halloween. Hubie Pebble. Adam Sandler. (laughs) I don't think it is. Wait a second. Hubie is the the main protagonist of The Pebble and the Penguin. Okay. He is voiced by Martin Short. He has a scarf and a little hat. And I guess he has a pebble. Is this like is a, a Don Blitz flick that I missed. I've ne- yeah, I've never heard of this one either. It looks older, too. 1995. Jeremy, you don't know the, the pebble and the <laughs> penguin either? <laughs> I don't, but um, Marty, you know, you're a really funny, talented guy. And I think that um, whoever you end up on a date with will, will you know, just show, show them some of your work. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is Martin Short. You said writing in, right? It seems like they've yeah, yeah. They've voiced you being so. It's got to be him. You can also find a different pebble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those. You're not those married to the pebble. <laughs> if the pebble's not working for you, you can move on to a different pebble. They're fucking yeah. all over the place. What's so special? I, I about mean, the pebble? it's always bad advice to just tell people like, oh, just quit your job, just move. But like, you can get a new pebble. Like that's low stakes. <laughs> I'm so baffled by this shit. Okay, hold hold on. Just so we don't have, uh, what was this called again? The Pebble and the Penguin superfans coming down on us in the comments. <laughs> uh, it says he is an outcast of penguins. His goal is to fit in and meet friends. He is in love with Marina, and he is more for her kindness as she is into his. This isn't written very well. When he finds the Pebble, he believes it would be the best to impress Marina but Drake, the power-hungry and Uh-oh. unnatural penguin, wanted to steal it. An unnatural penguin? <laughs> I don't know what that no, means. What? <laughs> you a robot? <laughs> this penguin was grown in a vat. He's got like three beaks, man. This is fucked up. Ah, uh, okay. It seems to be, though, that like he's going to give the pebble as a token of affection. And so perhaps this question is like kind of a fan spit-off where she doesn't actually like the pebble. Mm. But it sounds like the robo-penguin tried to steal the pebble, so this would actually work out, because then she turned down the robo-penguin and are his you, janky pebble. Are you seeing Drake? Take our friend Hubie. What's that? Are you seeing Drake? No. Look up Drake, Pebble, and the Penguin. This is a terrifying-looking... Like, I it's a horrible know. villain. Oh my god, this guy is an, is an unnatural penguin. Yeah, motherfucker got teeth for no reason. He looks like no! a... Yeah, he's like a Space Jam monster penguin. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he, he's no leg day gang either. He is all upper body and big swole arms. I hate him. This is wild. Global warming wouldn't happen if all penguins looked like this. They would just beat <laughs> it up. <laughs> fucking beat the shit out of global warming. Or chew on it with their fucking penguin teeth that they have for some reason. That's Drake so the kind of penguin to steal your pebble and have teeth. <laughs> it looks like he was drawn by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> I'm horrible. Okay. I could sit here scroll. Oh, wait. The main character penguin has teeth, too. What the fuck is going on with this? Uh, Drake was voiced by Tim Curry. That's pretty cool. That's kind of tight. 
All okay, right. now I have to see this flick. Uh, and that's been uh, the Penguin Pond, uh, our new segment this week, where we talk about a movie I've never heard of. <laughs> Penguins aren't supposed to have teeth. All right, what else we got? Actually, we have a we have a little. I forgot to usually put these at the front. We have a few of here uh, in here for Jeremy specifically. For me, yeah. And so maybe we hit you with this little round of questions here. Oh, Jeremy, fuck. hard drive is really good at not punching down. Do you ever have to veto articles to keep this true? Um, we have a pretty good group of writers who know better than to write shitty articles, but there's definitely <laughs> things that we not like, you know, like for the most part, we, we yeah. only let good, like, you know, cool people into our group, but there's definitely jokes. Like we encourage people to like, you know, to, to try whatever they want in the like pitches. And there's definitely jokes that we'll be like, oh, I don't know about that. Like that seems like, you know, that's punching down. Let's not do that. Yeah. Um, I think that people are bad at figuring out what punching down means, though. I don't think that it means, like, you can't make fun of... Because I love mean comedy. I remember... Yeah. Who was it? I had a joke once about, like... Um, what was it? Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator was coming out. And I wrote this headline that was, like, Microsoft Microsoft Flight Simulator update, you know, lets you... Uh, lets you reimagine 9-11 where Seth MacFarlane dies or something like that. And... <laughs> One of our writers was like, you shouldn't punch down against Seth MacFarlane. And I was like, it's, I can't. He's, can't he's above me. <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing fine. Also, uh, not a victim of 9-11 at all. Like, that was well, his was whole famously, thing. He was fine. Yeah. He, yeah. he almost did. But uh, he was too busy making Family Guy or whatever. I don't know. It uh, was up too yeah. late drawing a bunch of Brian's. Uh, <laughs> woke up too late and missed the, the 9-11 flight. Damn it. I have a friend who keeps telling me that I have to watch the Orville and I'm like, I don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to watch anything anymore in 2021. There's so many shows that you just genuinely don't have to watch anything. Yeah. Except, Except for, the for Squid Game, dude. You gotta check out Squid Game. That's <laughs> what I hear. Uh, I'm intrigued by the concept. I know nothing about it. Now, like before I get it spoiled is maybe the time to actually do it. I, I want to watch it, but I feel like the discourse has now come around where it's like becoming frustrating, where it's like yes. at first it was like, you got to watch Squid Game. Everybody loves Squid Game. And then like a day later, it's like Squid Game's translations are not accurate to the original Korean. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do now? <laughs> They're like, oh, don't watch this version. Don't you learn Korean to, to really understand it. Fuck. <laughs> like, I thought people were talking about Splatoon and I got I really too. sad when it wasn't that. Real squid heads know, folks. Okay, uh, another Jeremy question. What is your absolute favorite hard drive article not written by yourself and fave that you've written too? Oh, fuck. Um, there's a lot of articles. Um, yeah. But a recent favorite, uh, one of our editors, Andy Holt, wrote like a satirical, like Marxist look at... Uh, um, like battle royale games where he argued that playing video games itself is labor yeah it's really funny and it's really cool because people always read it and they're like haha very funny and then the next comment is like i actually just read this and it's really smart and i'm like <laughs> it's like really funny um i had actually read like years ago that there was the this argument was put forward in like an academic way like so this is like people are actually talking about how gaming is labor in its way it's cool it's a cool it's idea. very cool 
Um, you should go seek it out if you if you've never read it. Um, the basic argument is that like battle royale games couldn't exist without people playing battle royale games, which is like a silly idea. There's like he's not making an argument that like we should do something about that, but it's like a cool way of rethinking about that stuff. Yeah, I like that, and I like framing it as I did three hours of work earlier today, three hours of grueling backbreaking labor. On chivalry two, yeah, exactly. Chivalry two. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then a recent favorite. I just want to give one another shout. Out. I, I have a terrible memory with hard drive articles, so this one we just posted it today, so it made me think of it. But I really like um, my friend Mark Roebuck wrote this article back when Venom came out, and it's just stay tuned after the credits of Venom because they start that fucker over. And I just I always <laughs> like that one. <laughs> It's fucking great. Good answers. Uh, Andrew, you want to read this last Jeremy question? I do. I do. Let me go to it. For Jeremy, my crush is a girl from work. I'm intimidated because I'm a five foot tall Italian man and she is a six foot tall woman from a rich family. A rival of mine has an interest in her as well. How do I impress my crush and defeat my rival who also happens to be an eight foot tall turtle monster? <laughs> um, my first suggestion would be to make sure that this coworker is actually interested in you. If she mm-hmm. keeps like being off in another co- uh, office space that, and then you have to keep like battling people to get to, it might be because she actually likes the turtle monster guy a little bit more. And maybe you should take the hint from your friend Toad, who is a small mushroom man. And you are Mario. <laughs> you are video game character Mario Mario. I love that that's the last name and Luigi is Luigi Mario. I yes. believe that was Incredible. established in the Super Mario Brothers movie. I think it's yeah. even before that. Really? Okay. I want to say it's the... I'm, I'm now an expert in Mario cartoons, but I think <laughs> it's in Super Mario Bros. 3. Okay. Or maybe even it's the, sh- the show show. <laughs> the super show. Or the super show. Real <laughs> Italian heads know. Uh, uh, my mom's maiden name is Donovan, and I kind of feel like adopting that so I could be Donovan Donovan, <laughs> just to go like Mario style. And people ask about it, I'll be like, I just really love that fucking Mario movie, man. No, not the new one. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. I just listened to a recap podcast, but it was very good. Let's see if I can get this to go. Have you guys seen it's a, a beautiful little cartoon, like an illustration of Mario, Peach, and Bowser all sitting on a couch? And it says that they are a polyamorous triad with a kidnapping and rescue kink. Oh, that's, that's fun. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, like, yeah that is I'm really sweet. about that. Like and apparently that. a huge fucking budget to be devising these kingdoms with like obstacle courses for the kink. But I appreciate the creativity yeah. behind it. There's a lot of people involved in that kink. All of the little like Koopas have to like get into it. Listen, I can't get off unless 10 like it twos are throwing spike balls at me from the sky, man. That's just my thing. <laughs> and the oh, I'm looking at the image now. Well, that they cute? managed to get Peach's feet in the in the picture. Yeah, they had you can't, to. You, come on, you got you can't have that without drawing oh, Peach's feet. That's great, and Bowser's feet too. Ooh, yeah, mm, scaly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now uh, we're getting into the warp pipe to go back to the regular questions, <laughs> unrelated to Mario. How to message someone on Hinge slash Bumble to get a successful response can be very intimidating. No fucking clue. I have no idea. 
And Jeremy was 17 when he was dating. And so I don't think Tinder was a thing. <laughs> I will say I have a friend who on Tinder to in an attempt to like get people to actually message him. He sent the same message to every girl where he just said like, hello, beautiful. Just wanted to say that you're very pretty. And we found out about this and fucking tortured him about it. Like we made fun <laughs> yeah. of him for like a full year. We did a comedy show where we brought his uh, Tinder up on a big screen and scrolled <laughs> through them all. And he was like, but it works. They respond to me. And I was like, for what reason? Like, <laughs> How is that productive? <laughs> so I'd say don't do that. My guess is, yeah. I mean, I've never been on it, but my, my assumption is that you look at their profile and you uh you know try to find something about it and uh and then you fail a lot i don't know no bingo it's the same thing as trying to get like a uh publish in a website or something <laughs> it's definitely a lot of shooting shots and i will say jeremy I, I use that strategy pretty much especially on one like hinge where there's like prompts and shit Mm. But it would be like, oh, two truths and a lie. Uh, I'm 10 <laughs> feet tall. I have a hard carapace and I can not breathe fire. That would be the one. In this case, we're back to fucking Mario. Uh, <laughs> but just commenting on that in some way and being like, oh, like, oh, you went to this place. I lived over there. What would you think? Of? Okay, that's a horrible example. No, I, I get delivery. you. You're into that one. Okay, let's see what else I got in here. You got like, uh, they got like a picture uh, and you're like, uh, oh, I have that same shirt. <laughs> and they're like, that's crazy. And you're like, I know, I'll prove it to you. Let's go on a date together. Oh, there and it is. Legitimately, that's my strategy. I just try to you come up with some dumb shit. Shirts. <laughs> <laughs> your shirt budget's through the roof as you're buying every shirt you see on Hinge. <laughs> you do have to have a pretty big shirt button for this strategy. Uh but legitimately, just sending something even a little bit goofy. Don't be weird, but yeah. be like good weird. Because most of the time, people are just sending hey. And so if you can beat hey, you're fucking good. And if they don't respond past that, like a lot of times people are checking it or don't get notifications or yeah. they're just not into it. Who fucking knows? Uh, but just, I don't know. The, the first message doesn't matter that much as long as it's not weird or hey, I think. <laughs> yeah. I will say the one of the biggest perks of being in a relationship this long is that I've deluded myself into thinking that I would be good at dating apps and I'll never have to find out that I'm wrong. I never have to know. In my head, I was like, yeah, I'd kill that, dude. I know exactly what I'm doing. That's so funny. Uh, I, I, go, I go with the mass message. I go with the standardized thing. I try to keep it standard. What's and your message? Howdy. Cowboy nice. emojis. Oh, that's nice. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That's also how I open work emails. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Let people in on the fact that I'm a buckaroo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so cowboy shit, something that's weird but not bad weird. Uh, or buy the same shirt as them and then do a whole bit with that. <laughs> this works too. Very strong. I have that same shirt. Oh, hey, where'd you get it, by the way? I can't remember where I bought mine. Oh. I will say... The even better version of that that you shouldn't do is I have the same tattoo as you because then you're just covered. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no style consistency throughout the yeah. tattoo. Like After a, a year, you tattoo. have like multiple dead grandpas tattooed on your fucking <laughs> chest or whatever. My body is a canvas commemorating all of my wonderful grandpas, all the hundreds <laughs> upon hundreds of them. We got Curtis. We got old Bill. They're all little portraits. <laughs> I like funny. this. 
I'm jotting this down as a note, actually. Somebody has to have done something similar to that, just stealing all tattoos. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. All right, try those uh, recommendations, especially the tattoo one. <laughs> Let's yeah, see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I read that one. Yeah, I got another one right here. Check this out. Oh, you can pull my basketball shorts off my cold, dead ass. Oh. I love the show. Thanks. Jeremy, where do you, as somebody who's been in a relationship for 10 years, where do you stand on basketball shorts? Um, you know, yeah, I guess like it's nice. I don't have to worry too much about what I wear because that's like, I guess like a, a hacky, like old man joke. Just be like, I don't care what my wife thinks of me, but I, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I don't care. Fucking whatever. Who gives a shit? But would you wear basketball shorts on a date? No, I wouldn't. I, I, I don't think I own basketball shorts, actually. Smart. But no, I, I, it's the same thing in comedy. They say you should never wear shorts on stage. I don't mm. think that's necessarily true, but it's probably true somewhat for dating as well. I have to imagine they're very similar activities. Dating yeah. and stand-up comedy. <laughs> You're kind of performing. I mean, yeah. You show up with bit. your material. <laughs> Pull out my notebook. Yeah, most of it's about your trauma or whatever sure some <laughs> some crowds are getting like the b-list stuff that you're just kind of working on yeah like and then like you know some crowds get the the a shit trying to kill yeah. on this date yeah you <laughs> bring out all the stops if it's like some of some of them feel like an audition right hey we're actually filming this set tonight do you mind signing this uh waiver to begin <laughs> thank you yeah you won't text any of my material <laughs> no recording yeah please don't to release all of my pickup lines this is actually a pretty good premise for a stand-up special <laughs> it's just a series of dates where like the comic is doing the performance for the date right and the dates are loving it folks they love it <laughs> so either. much i like the idea that that maybe one or two of the people in the special would be really about it and then there's definitely one person in the special who is just confused and upset by the situation <laughs> it sounds great i want to do that I you produce said that. you worked at a bank what the fuck is going on here <laughs> uh are basketball shorts always like past the knee? Why are they so long? This is something that's been troubling me. Good question. Are they still? I mean, they've changed over the years, right? To be fair, I haven't worn or played basketball since I was in seventh grade and I was trying to impress my neighbor I had a crush on who played basketball and I was fucking terrible. But they were really long and they could cut on your knee and shit. They should yeah. wear short shorts. That seems like the better option in all cases. So much more mobility. I'm seeing. So I searched basketball shorts and I'm seeing a lot of like to the knee or like Under Armour slightly above the knee mm -hmm. shorts. And it varies in length. And I, I have some pairs of shorts that I would consider to be basketball shorts that uh, are still in the rotation, particularly for like lawn mowing and the like. Mm. Uh. Um, and yeah, I'd, they're, they're a utility short. They're like, a, they're not a fashion statement. They're absolutely something you wear because you need to wear something light and yeah. comfortable. True, true. You're, you're never trying to impress anybody. While you're I'm just saying shorts. they should all be short shorts, especially all the basketball guys. They're all sure. long, lanky lads. They'd have them big gams sticking out of the little shorts. That could be good <laughs> basketball right there. I, I, mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know anything legs. about sports, but I feel like my image of a 70s basketball player is like super short shorts, right? So maybe it'll come back mm. around one day. Return to tradition. 
Yeah. That's what we're saying here. Bring it back. LeBron rocking some coochie cutters. Seems good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hop in the warp pipe out of the basketball <laughs> zone and head over to this next question. Amazing. Hi, Donovan and Audrey. Hello. Have y'all ever met a question asker? Like, does anyone recognize you and say, hey, you guys really helped me with my partner's family or something? I've never had it in person. Like, I've never run into anybody in the wild. I don't I, think our show is that big that we have no, people not, approaching us on the street. Not quite there yet. But we do get people on Twitter hit us up and be like, hey, you don't know me, but you really helped me uh, reconnect with my wife after some shit yeah we we've had three or four like uh listener follows up uh, actually the episode we had alex patak on somebody messaged him and then he passed it on yeah uh, but we're in like nice. uh, yeah they, they were in a, a poly relationship that sounded like pretty shitty and emotionally abusive and we were like hey this sounds shitty and emotionally abusive. <laughs> you don't have to this do thing. this yeah. yeah and they got out and they messaged like holy shit like that snapped me out of it and like i'm in a much better place now that's we're great like, god damn that's a good feeling yeah, I think Alex Patak is another wife guy. Oh, he yes. He is very much a wife guy. <laughs> Part of our collection of wife guys. <laughs> the statues made. <laughs> uh, but no, we, we really like hearing people follow up. It makes me feel extremely fucking good that our goofy ass podcast uh, occasionally sincerely connects with people. It means yeah. a lot to us. So send send stuff in. Uh, if you ever have an update on something and we helped you out in some capacity, send it in. Uh, and if our advice didn't work out for you, don't send that in at all. That's the, <laughs> we want to stay in the dark about do. our failure. You don't want to know? You don't want to find out if it, if it totally backfired? I'd prefer not to. I like to just imagine all these people hear the advice and they're like, damn, I never thought about it like that. I think I Now everything's know. good. I think I would like to know when we fuck up. If we botched one? Yeah, I'd want to know because then we can't because we, like, we have, you know, not to not too much of a peek behind the curtain, but there are certain we there are certain motifs that we work in certain zones that we that we play around in. And if we're just completely off base in one of them, I would like to know. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess we've had a couple of times people have followed up and been like, hey, misunderstood this thing uh, or I had a different experience with this thing. Uh, and that is good too. Okay, so yeah. maybe send him in if we fuck up, but like, don't make fun of me in the in the thing that you send in. <laughs> Please. <don't. laughs> That's where I'm standing on this. Hydra, what else is in this box? Oh, I get to read this one. Hey, RFT, RFT boy and babe. Oh, call me a babe. Uh, <laughs> and I'm the boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm only attracted to my friends, and I'm a young white dude. How can I successfully date like this? Should I date like this? Hmm. Can you successfully, like, possibly? But the whole thing with dating is kind of you got to, like, see if it works out. And if, if it no. doesn't, you kind of got to move on to another person. And you only have so many friends. <laughs> yeah, you will run out eventually if you suck. But if you're really cool, <laughs> one and done, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> But again, if you suck, you will lose all your all of your friends. You will be alone forever. Um, but I don't, I don't like. I feel like so. What's attracting you uh, to like wanting to date friends here? And because I feel like it would be you kind of get that initial bond going. Like this isn't a stranger, and you're like, oh, hopefully, like each other romantically. It's like you got a relationship with this person. Like you're already comfortable with each other, you know. And then maybe it turns into something. 
and I don't think that like you, I don't think you have to go about relationships like not uh, among friends in that same way. Like I feel like if you kind of took things slowly or kind of communicated that to people, like I really like spending the time getting to know people. Like I'm kind of I don't know slow to warm up to dating or whatever, and just maybe take more time with it and let people know where you're at. I feel like that you know that could help and kind of accomplish the similar thing. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, just, uh, if you got a friend that's like, if you, if you're feeling a vibe from a friend, I have had plenty of situations where I was like friends with somebody and then it does become more and then you date for a while and you have like a relationship for some time. And this has happened for me before and it can happen for you. Uh, it is, it is a little fraught though. And you may very well not end up friends with them at the end of it. So be very careful about that. Uh, if there's somebody that you that you definitely want to keep around for the the long haul, maybe don't try it with them. Uh, but there's another sort of facet of this that you might consider. Um, there are all there's like so many like named sexualities that are that like new sexuality just dropped. Like this happens. <laughs> this is coming out all the time. Like I'm hearing about all these like like people are like demisexual. Where they're like, I'm only really like romantically interested in people that I'm already close with. Like right. this is absolutely a thing that's real. Um, so just like explore where your identity is and see if maybe you can find uh, like a noun that matches how you feel. And then you can find a community of people who have more experience with this and can talk more uh, uh, directly about the experience. That's a good point. Just having a little bit of guidance on like how to approach things uh, when, when kind of in, in that space. Because, yeah, I, I don't know. The more I'm thinking about just going through the friends and, again, the fact that <laughs> friends and what you were talking about, Audrey, that sometimes it doesn't end well. Like if you're in a friend group, too. That could end up poisoning yeah. the whole thing if you get a yep. weird situation going. Oh, yeah. You might end up having to get people in the divorce. You know what I mean? Like, you might like, <laughs> you have to be trying to, like, fight to, like, Dave, I want to keep Dave in the circle, but Dave's real close to her. We're dumping the fuck. friends on the floor of the courtroom like a pile of beanie babies. <laughs> We're alternating to pick which ones you get. <laughs> I think also like maybe this is fucking stupid because I don't know anything about dating, but I, I wonder if maybe <laughs> you're um, maybe you are thinking of people that you could potentially date as too much of a separate bucket from like like, like maybe you're treating sure. these people differently because you're thinking of them as like a potential a potential romantic partner instead of a potential friend who you could date. You know what I mean? Like maybe don't yeah. date like your close friends, but if you're going on a date with someone, you could think of it as like this is a person I would like to be friends with and also date. No, yeah, for you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. It gets you in a better mentality and takes some of the pressure yeah. off of like, I don't know how to do this thing. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Like, how do I romantically talk right? Maybe you're just like separating these two types of person too much in your head. Like, you can go on a date with someone and still be like, like, you want to be friends with your partner. Makes yeah. Sense. I'll say too, like, I don't think I have this exact same thing because I'm pretty comfortable like talking to new people and all that. Uh, but very big for me on dating is kind of just going in, not having expectations. Cause I, I don't know. I've, I've like met a couple of now close friends from like going on a few Tinder dates. No, it wasn't quite there, but like we got along well, 
Uh, and I think just kind of taking that mindset and like what I was talking about before with the other question of just like treating each thing as like, this is an opportunity I get to chat with this person. Like maybe yeah. we get along, do that as if you were meeting, like Jeremy, you were saying, as if you're meeting a new friend as opposed to, yeah. I got it. I got to do the thing. I got to romance it up. Cause then if you're, if you're somebody like me, that just makes you act fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also, it's just always weird when people treat their, their significant other as if they're not one of their friends, even if that's not how they met. Yeah, you know I mean? like it's just weird. No, right. A, a lot of those uh, kind of friendship bonds you form and like aspects of that kind of relationship, like there's definitely uh, overlap there. Yeah. Uh, so I hope I hope some of that helped. That's uh, <laughs> it's, it's a tough situation to navigate when like you feel something like that and you're like, wait, am I only attracted to friends? What the fuck is going on here? Uh, and so I'd encourage you to, like Audrey was talking about, see if you can find, you know, any, uh, noun sexuality sure. descriptor that resonates with you and see if you can find other people in a similar situation. Demisexual, definitely a better word than friendosexual or whatever you want to use. <laughs> I'm only attracted to friends. I'm homosexual. <laughs> I love that. That's very good. Oh, uh, we got one more in here. I love making out with lots of tongue, but my partner barely enjoys any tongue. Frowny face. No tongue on that frowny face. <laughs> Is there anything I can do to encourage more tongue play or convince her it's not as gross as it seems? Ooh. Brush your teeth. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> okay. Clean your mouth. Um, I think that each individual person much like have you ever heard the theory that like human beings we all have like a cortisol level that we strive to to maintain in our brains that like there's a level of stress that each of us seeks out um and we put that stress in our lives like uh it's like it goes into like self-sabotage like somebody will be doing well and they'll fuck everything up and it's like a way to create stress in their life and meet their cortisol requirements interesting i, I, like I feel it. like i feel like people have this with like tongue and kiss mechanics like there is there's an intrinsic level of tongue that we find acceptable and it's not something that can be moved over time and it's something that like you will always seek your tongue level and if it cannot be satisfied by a partner if there's too much oh my goodness too much think about that like you have a there's like someone else that you like to kiss and make out with and that's great and you're having a good time and then all of a sudden there's too much fucking tongue in your mouth <laughs> seems bad seems real bad <laughs> well because there's also the element where i think a lot of people have bad experiences with too much tongue kissers sure. like myself in the past i talked about on the last episode i eventually got called out by a tape and like he used way too much tongue this is awful <laughs> oh <laughs> fuck i had no idea uh and so I think part can be because like if you're like me, then you're just like, I'm fucking making out. I'm getting the tongue in there and it's way in there and it, it's fucking overwhelming. Sure. But maybe if you were like just easing in with the tongue a little bit, like I don't even know techniques because what do you do when it's in there? You kind of just wiggle it around. You could wiggle it a little less. I don't know about That's wiggle. almost worse. It's not the word. <laughs> You you fence with the tongues, kind of. It's your little mouth slug. It's more like a brushing, isn't it? It's more like you brush with the tongue than you would wiggle the tongue. 
Uh, I think the answer to this question, like all dating questions, is to talk to them and yep. say, hey, <laughs> you like this, I like this, let's meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. What's the compromise we can get? Maybe your tongue is too big for your mouth like me. Maybe yeah. you can shave it down a little bit, make it a little bit easier, get a little mini tongue, and then she won't, she won't mind so much. You are <laughs> stuck on this. Your tongue is perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody, has, everybody has those he's okay so there's these little indents on the side of his tongue and he's like it means uh-huh. it's too big for my mouth it's too it's like, big no, for it's my just, mouth it's what tongues do everyone has that i bite it constantly i would be much happier with a little snake tongue and i have envisioned in my mind a sort of surgery where they kind of just trim down the <laughs> perimeter a little bit they just clean it up slightly <laughs> so it's not bouncing around in there so much I imagine, too, like, oh, here's some more evidence. The couple dates I said that were like, oh, too much tongue. I bet part of it is because it's it's just too much. It's fucking huge. The tongue is physically enormous. Oh, my God. It's a monster in my mouth. You do not need tongue plasty. You do not. (laughs) You don't need those. I just want to trim it down a little bit, homie. Just a little tongue cut. Can you imagine the scarring from a surgery like that? You don't want that. The don't tongues heal quickly and shit. They I bite it I, constantly. I feel like there would be <laughs> consequences that you're not prepared for. Yeah, you'd be kissing too much. <laughs> too many too people want to kiss you. It would be a blessing and a curse. They call him Donnie's felt tongue. Oh, the form of that tongue. I'll give you a quick little tongue surgery story here. Uh, Herschel, who did our episode art, got very drunk in high school and called our friend and told him he was going to snip the thing under his tongue so he could stick it out farther and be like Gene Simmons. And our friend said, don't do that. And then he did that. Oh, (laughs) God. Take it. And a tongue can go way the fuck out there. It's pretty wild. Okay. Oh, it worked, though. Apparently it worked. He can stick it out pretty far. You know far. what? Hey, I'm, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. I mean, it sounds like this guy had a plan and he executed the plan and it succeeded. So who the fuck am I to say that he shouldn't have done that? <laughs> Just a little more evidence to my point that the tongue can be trimmed and given the opportunity, we'll take a little off the top of mind. Folks, that's where we're leaving you for the week on tongue trimming yet again. I will interject it into the show as much as I can until my tongue fucking shrinks. I think you so love your tongue. I'm sick of it. I bite it constantly. Love your tongue. How often is constantly? Like once a week. No, okay, maybe once a week is a stretch. At least once a month. That's a lot. You should have said, I'm biting it right now. I'm sure. I just, <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I was talking about it so much I just chomped it. Maybe if I just committed to it and really bit down, I could just clear off the parts that are sticking in this. <laughs> I hate do this. I hate this. Audrey, stop that. me. Stop me from talking about the tongue. I want to give a big thank you to Jeremy Kapilis for joining us on the program. Hey, thanks for having me. It was a blast. Jeremy, where can folks find your stuff? Uh, you can just Google me. Just look him up. <laughs> there's not that, There's like one other Jeremy Kaplowitz, and he's a doctor. I'm not that one. So, <laughs> I have no medical advice. Uh, so, Google Jeremy Kaplowitz if he's wearing a stethoscope. On to the next result, Not me. folks. Oh, I should say also, I started a new podcast recently, so people should Ooh. check that out. It's called Deep Dive in the Shallow End. People, we've been bad at explaining what it is, but it is one of those like fact podcasts, but it's not good. So it's a deep dive, <laughs> but into like a pool. All okay. right, that makes All sense. Right. <laughs> 
I like, I like diving into pools. You find all kinds of good stuff on the bar. Yeah. Go check that out. <laughs> well, good times. Thank you again for, for coming on. Audrey, who do we have to shout out? We can shout out friends of the show like Barb. We can shout out spreadable fruit. We can shout out daddy. We can shout out Dylan. We can shout out my dad. And we can shout out from episode 105, uh, The Yellow Rose of Tote Land, Rich Homie Click Clack, Ryan. Good times. Oh, if you're out there like, oh, I wish they would have shouted my name out. Where's my name? You can get your name up there on the shout out list by going to patreon.com slash RFTB. $10 a month, you get the shout out. And a bonus episode every week, $5 a month. You just get the bonus episode, but we love you anyway. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, I just want to mention real quick that I've been playing Warframe lately on PlayStation 4, and I wanted your take on Warframe real quick, Jeremy, before we get Me? out of here as someone in the video game world. I don't know anything about Warframe, to be honest. Probably what's a good thing. What's its deal? <laughs> it's like... It's like it's Destiny. It was like free-to-play Destiny before Destiny went free-to-play. Okay. Sounds bad, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big Destiny guy. I'm struggling with it because, like, I have a friend who's, like, really super into it and wants to play it with me all the time. And I'm like, it's just fine. <laughs> so he's going to find out my feelings about this from this very moment. Those games truly feel like work more than any other game. Yeah. It feels like you have because like those are the ones where it's like, oh, I got to log into fucking Warframe every Tuesday because it's the bonus. And it's just like you shouldn't have to clock into a video game. Oh, good take. Fuck, good point. Okay. But I haven't played this one, so maybe it's great. And I'm sorry to people who love it or have made it. <laughs> and uh, I also want to ask real quick before we get out of here: What are you playing lately, games wise? Um, I'm really excited tonight to check out the new Nickelodeon fighting game. Yeah, I'm excited about, about it. That. It looks very stupid, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> it's basically Smash, but with like SpongeBob beating the shit out of like yeah. The parents or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they got all the fucking Nickelodeon guys in there. That sounds great. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, my bet is on Patrick Star S tier. S tier. I did admittedly see an early tier list that put him at bottom tier. Patrick. Oh Star. fuck! Oh. Damn it! But I don't know. I don't know if that's legit. People make mistakes all the time. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> the game lives long enough that people have like genuine tier lists. <laughs> I I I can see it going to e3 because the fucking shrek fighting game there's like underground <laughs> rooms at fucking e3 and at um at evo and shit of people playing the shrek that, fighting game that fucking rules i love so that I, stuff. I can see this going real far and i can see myself going to the part of the show where i say i love you thanks bye Mwah. nailed it <laughs>